Welcome to the Art and Life podcast, where we discuss art, life, and the philosophy behind both. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. Join me as I interview creatives of all kinds and learn what makes them tick, how their process works, what they go through, what they feel. Hopefully you get as much inspiration out of this as I do, so strap in and let's go for a ride. Plato said, music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. Today my interview is with Adam Fallick. He's a drummer in a band called Wasteland Hop out of Colorado. In this episode, we talk about working with the band, uh, creative challenges, hopes, aspirations, dreams, future. It's uh, a great interview, and I really enjoyed this one. So without further ado, Adam Fallick. Welcome, everybody, to the Art and Life podcast. I'm Taylor Gallegos, resident artist, and uh, I've got Adam Fallick, a good friend of mine from childhood, growing up, college. We were roommates. Uh, Adam's a drummer in the band Wasteland Hop out of Colorado, and they've been making music for eight or nine years now, and I've gotten to do some live art with them on different tours. Um in Colorado, the Northwest, Alaska. Uh, yeah. Adam, welcome. Hey, Taylor, thanks for having me. This is really fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so here on the Art and Life podcast, uh, we're here to just chat about art and life and the philosophies behind both. And um, yeah, so I thought Adam would be a perfect interview because of his mu- musical interactions and understanding and wisdom and experience and everything like that so uh adam why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you as a musician well i remember in fifth grade uh they the school asked all the kids like if you want to join band or if you want to join orchestra you need to think about what instrument you'd want to play I don't remember playing anything before that besides maybe choir class or, uh, you know, those little recorders they used to give us. But this is definitely significant. So I was like, oh, I just um, I want to play the drums, I think. And there's this cool dude. He was like in college and he had like a drum pad and he was showing us kind of like some rhythms and stuff. And I got my chance to play on this little drum pad and I just... I was like enthralled with it. I just loved it. And so then my mom bought me this like briefcase and it had a xylophone uh, and a drum pad and some drumsticks. And that's what I carried to school every day. And everybody else had like nice like bag that they could put over their shoulder. But mine was like this briefcase that just got like beat up and like it dropped it all the time. And it was just not the easiest thing to carry to school. But, yeah. <laughs> but I just kept playing it. And playing it and playing it. And then I think in sixth grade or seventh grade, I had some buddies uh, that um, I think Josh wanted to play the bass and Steve wanted to play guitar. And I convinced my dad to buy me a drum set. Um, and it was like a sunlight drum set. I don't know. It was probably like the cheapest one they 
that we could find. I don't know, maybe it was like a hundred bucks. But set it up in my basement. We had we had like a band going on, and I think we played the Deftones like my own summer. And I don't, I'm sure it was awful. And my mom was not pleased um, <laughs> about that whole thing. But she didn't really have a choice. She was just a supportive, supportive, nice mom, and she just allowed it to happen. And I don't think that neither one of us thought at that point that anything would happen with it. It was just like a hobby or something, you know, curiosity, I suppose. Um, but then that just like sort of moved, moved. I you know I was in the band and I was, you know, one of the lead percussionists in the band and I liked middle school band a lot. It was, it was pretty cool. I had all my buddies in the back and we used to like, you know, they spent all this time on the flutes, the clarinets, and we would just be like bored up there, like just jerking around, <laughs> like just like messing around with stuff. We used to like play, like I would be the bus driver and we get all like everybody in the line. Like we were just goofing off and that was really fun. Um, <laughs> but I remember we had a band concert and I had this one part on the, on the, um, these toms, you know, the four different toms that you put in front of you. And I like nailed this crazy part and, um, I was like, oh man, I think this is something I can pursue. And so I just How'd high, that school, I quit, high school I quit the band because the band teacher was was I don't even remember his name, but I did not like him. So I just quit the band. Um and then I just kind of listened to a lot of music, I think over the course of a couple of years. Um, maybe through high school. I didn't really play a lot of music through high school, but I definitely like expanded my horizons as to like what kind of music i really liked and um i think that was more of a period of what's that bro who'd you get into at that point what music well it started with like ska music and punk music like um you know uh rancid and blessed and jake and real big fish and all that kind of stuff i think my first concert was real big fish um and like Everclear and all those like kind of rock to punk sort of bands. And then um, mm -hmm. towards the end of high school, mm -hmm. I definitely got into more hip hop, um, like the old 90s jams that we all love. And, um, you know, we were smoking quite a bit of weed at that time. So <laughs> definitely like jammed out to a lot of uh, hip hop and that. And then like, you know, Pink Floyd like came to me sort of at the end of high school. And that kind of brought me over towards college. And um, I definitely like really got into music a lot. Like in the beginning of college, I was like an art major, which is hilarious because I had no business being an art major, but I love like the figure drawing classes because I would just put on jams in my ear and like just hang out and, and draw. And um, that's when I kind of like started playing more music. I, I bought a drum set and um joined a few a few bands during that time so that's when sort of I realized that on the drum set like I didn't have to take lessons or um I can pretty much put on a song and play to it um and I did that a lot of a, a lot of times to practice like put on whatever song I liked at the moment and just play along to this through the whole song yeah and I feel like you've always had a really good like intuitive connection with the drums like as long as i've known you playing music you've always just had that like you'll just tune in with your ear and then you'll find the beat and you'll be like oh yeah here we go like when we were in like when we were in college and we lived together and you had that yeah. 
electronic drum set. And I would always make you like do parlor tricks where you would just like play along with whatever song came on. And yeah, you would be great. You were like always encouraging me a lot. And I remember having parties in college where uh, (laughs) we would just like hang out and and I would play the drums. And like apparently one time Kellen, like I blew Kellen's mind, like I did something amazing on the drums that only he was able to hear because you had to have the, the headphones on. So yeah, that's right. for, everybody, for everybody else hanging out, it was like cool, but like you didn't get the full experience unless you got the chance to put the headphones on. Um, and those those electronic drums are really really cool. I like I you know when I go to Guitar Center or something to get more drumsticks, I always like pop on one of those really nice ones. Like the one I had was like kind of on the cheap end, but there's yeah. really nice ones that are like pretty incredible. Not they don't really ever compare it to like real real drums, but you can put on all kinds of different sounds and it's pretty sweet. And so, it was nice because we were in an apartment complex, so a real drum set would have been impossible. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with drums. It's not like when you practice, you know, a lot of times I practice, I just sort of zone out to songs and sort of think about like how they're, how they're, um, you know, how they created the sounds they wanted to create and, so part of the practicing for me is just going over it in my head, like the different beats, you know, but then like practicing with a live drum set, you're definitely going to like, the neighborhood is going to hear you practicing. And it's kind of like, you feel, <laughs> you almost feel like guilty about making so much noise. Right. But, you know, as a guitar player, you know, you could just sort of pluck along and not even bother anybody. I mean, you can even have an amp and turn it on like a lower thing and like, you know someone could be sleeping in the next room but with drums like they're even when you play them quietly they're really loud yeah um but yeah i mean practicing that way was sort of how i don't know how i how i did it and then just had opportunities to play different types of music you know yeah like with with wasteland hop so wasteland hop got formed because uh Mickey, the MC, our mutual friend, was referred to me by another friend of ours, Ben Mayer, uh, because Mickey was doing a master's thesis project and creating a uh, a book of poetry, and then it, he needed illustrations. So then uh, I worked with him on that, and then he asked me if I knew any musicians, and I told him about you, and then you guys formed a band, which has been awesome throughout the years. You have a you have like four albums right yeah we've made four albums over a nine-year span yeah Um, this last one is amazing erosion osmosis it's on spotify everywhere everyone should check it out um but it's been really cool to see you just like become who you are throughout time and um yeah i guess i want to hear about i'm interested in you talking about like your creative process Um, like maybe how you guys make songs and like and also you know you get this look in your eye you get this look on your face when you're drumming where you are a million miles away and at the same time you're totally keyed into the drumming that's happening like you're present and you're also just like in another dimension (laughs) and you know i like to think about flow state and how it pertains to art and artists and people doing their craft 
and you definitely get there. And so I think you should talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so it's all, it's all unique to the, to the person and to the band. And uh, I feel extremely grateful to have played music with, with these guys for so long. Uh, it seems so long to me because nine years ago, I just was sort of like a, a kid that wanted to play in a band um, and never really figured it out. I hadn't really, I don't know. I just felt like, what am I going to do? I mean, I really love playing the drums and I want to find a group. And this thing, this Wasteland Hop thing was, I don't know, it was like a miracle. I don't know, Mickey. And thanks, you know, you you were a really important part in the, in the creation and all the way through till till now. So um, the way that Wasteland Hop sort of started was, I don't know, Mickey called me on the phone and he was on a ski trip and he was like, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm Taylor's friend. Like, do you want to start a hip hop group? And I just, my eyes just like lit up and I was waiting. I was just like sitting around. I don't even do nothing. And I was just like waiting for that call. Um, and it just came. It was amazing. So I didn't really know anybody at all. I had no history with anyone. I think a few people knew each other from college or uh, from the master's program that Mickey was in. Um, but everybody just showed up at my house at our first practice and we didn't know what we were doing. And I think that first practice, we, we wrote like three songs. Um, <laughs> the way that those songs were written, I mean, Axes to Ashes, like uh, Brian had this cool bass riff that we were like, whoa, that's cool. Um, let's do something with that. And it just like, it's sort of... Uh, all these songs are not, are not are not made in a traditional sense where there's one person who has like all the parts in their head and sort of like guides everybody and in, in, in which whichever way that they are seeing the song form. The way that we do songs is just like everybody hears whatever they're going to hear and adds their part to it. I mean, a lot of them have like a basic structure to it, um, but really the freedom of this band is is really cool. It's just like, what do you see with with your part in this. Um, and that's how a lot of these songs were born. Um, and then they evolve in a really creative way. Everybody gets a space to, to shine. And I, that's why I really like this, this group. Um, you know, there's no real hard headed, like um, uncompromising thoughts. It's more just like um, this organic creation that it, it's, it's pretty special and it doesn't, it doesn't involve a lot of ego. It just like gives everybody a space to shine. And that's the way that I like to play the drums. I don't need, I don't need to be super fancy or really technical. I just want to do something that's in the groove, but also leaves the space for the vocals and the guitar. And so you can hear all the parts of the song and not be overpowered by just one of them. Um, yeah. You talk about, sometimes you talk about like staying in the pocket. What does that mean? Um, well, to me, that means like not wavering with the tempo, like speeding up and slowing down, like keeping it at the, at the right tempo for the remainder of the song. And I think um, when you play live, you know, the energy in the air, like and with whatever's going on on stage, like you as a band tend to bump things up and speed things up in a way that um, just is like a natural human instinct to get it pumped and speed something up. But like the, really the big challenge of a drummer is to not speed up, to get pumped up and get really loud, like 
to raise it up on stage to a point where it's like raising the roof, but not speeding it so fast that it's sort of like a like a train or off off its tracks. You know, you want to keep it on the track and you you don't want to speed it up. Um, so that's kind of like what in the pocket means. It's like keeping the groove um, because if if I'm if I'm going to speed up a song, everybody has to speed up too. And, you know, people have like really complicated parts and um, you don't want to make it harder for everybody else on stage. You don't want to strain, you know, strain them. So you want to keep it in the pocket. You want to keep the tempo. And then, um, you know, like when there's a really cool guitar part, you don't want to, you don't want to be playing like really loud drums so that the guitar has to fight with you. Like the drums are so loud in itself in themselves that you don't really need to play so loud and i think in our denver show the sound guy aaron he was like i was really impressed by your drumming because he was also a drummer and he just said like the way that i play it it doesn't drown out the room it doesn't people don't have to cover their ears you know it's not like uh he said that it just held the tempo and held the volume like really well the whole time so that was a that, that was a nice compliment from another musician that's awesome and it's like i mean it's almost like you're a uh like you're the heartbeat you know you're the gatekeeper you're like facilitating the space so that everybody everyone else can like shine in the correct ways yeah and i and i that's funny that you notice because people people close to me loved ones like they they laugh at the way that my face my you know my the way i look when i'm playing like they, they they wonder the same thing like what's going on up there like is he sleeping <laughs> sometimes <laughs> like, what's going on like you know the joke was that like someone could get f murdered like when i'm playing on the hi-hat because like i really like i i do like you wouldn't even notice it i wouldn't even notice it but <laughs> i am very much connected to what's going on on stage and in the room it's just that um some of these parts like in, in some of these songs like they're pretty technical and if i if i lose concentration i'll i'll slip but like i don't really do that too much but um there's in a, in a really high pressure environment like the washington show where there's all these people and there's like incredible the stage is huge and um it's the, there's all this hype and you know it definitely like makes me a little anxious um like that's pretty normal for most musicians or most performers but um the way that i conquer that anxiety is just like get in the zone and and make sure that like what i'm playing is is making the song sound the best that it can sound um because all those you know it's not just like playing an instrument that's so complicated on stage there's all these different monitors and you know, you can put the vocals up or sometimes the vocals are too loud. Sometimes they're too low. Sometimes in Alaska, I don't, I can't even hear like anything that's going on in front of me. I can't hear the vocals that well, you know, like so all these different shows are just, they're all different and all the sound is different um, <laughs> all the places. And sometimes it's really amazing. The sound is incredible and you just sit back there and you can just like, you know that you guys are, because it's important to be able to hear what you're playing, um, you know, while you're doing it, which is really, it's, it's kind of a unique experience, but you know, everybody out there in the crowd that's hearing it, like 
they're grooving with it too, but all they have to do, and I love being in the audience too, because you, you just can enjoy it. You just enjoy it. I um, mean, you, you don't have to perform. Um, but once, when you are performing, man, that's pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a difference between performing on a stage and then recording in the studio. Yeah, it's like two completely different elements and it's interesting like getting to know you guys as like a stage band and then also seeing you do the recording process because it's like it's all parted out you know you do your thing in the recording studio everyone's doing things one at a time maybe talk about that process a little bit yeah so we we've had the we've recorded at um one of our favorite places the spot studios in denver and um Glenn and Rich are amazing engineers, like really top notch, like really top notch stuff. Being in the studio is a lot more pressure than being on stage, I think, because as a drummer, so what you, what we would do is get in the, the big room where the drums are set up and everybody has their instruments, everybody has their own heads, headphones and own um, like program, like, like a board next to them where they can individually, you can turn up any part of the, if you want the vocals higher or you want, I always needed the click track higher, which is like the metronome that you play to in the studio. Not all drummers use it, but most do because it just helps you to stay on the tempo. Like I said, when you're playing live, you tend to speed up a little bit. So when you, so you put the click track on. So however, you know, and then you just play, it's called scratch track. So everybody plays to the song, but the only thing that's being recorded is the drums um, and sometimes the bass, but, Mostly it's just like, this is just the way we do it. There's different ways to do it. But I mean, some people do like a whole, like a live recording where everyone's being recorded. And that's pretty cool too. But um, that makes it, you know, back in the day when they recorded from tape, you know, you only had like, you had to do it all in one take. Um, and if you didn't get it right, you had to do a whole other take. You, and it was really hard to, to go into certain parts of the song and fix little errors that you make. Now in the digital world, like, you know, you really don't have to do it live like that. Um, analog is really cool and it's more expensive and the sound is different, but most of the time you do it digitally with a, not GarageBand, but like Logic or one of those, uh, one of those other programs that are pretty cool. But yeah, recording the studio, once you, once you get that beat and then everybody kind of layers on top of it and that's what makes the song. And then you mix it all together, make sure all the levels, levels are good, and then you master it, and that's sort of the studio thing. But being in the studio is just an incredible experience because you get to bond with everybody, and you get to really, like, figure out what these songs are. Like, what is this? What do we want this song to sound like? And, and it's just awesome putting it all together. And as the drummer, when all the songs are, the drums are finalized, I just get to, like, sit in the booth and listen to other people's parts and then, like, give little, you know, little ideas of how they can change this, or I really like that. And I think that's a really fun part of the studio too, is like having, letting everybody shine in the way that they can, and then um, put, putting it all together. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it kind of sounds like the, um, I mean, in terms of like the life cycle of the creation of a song, you know, it, it like starts out sort of as this like mix and mash of ideas in, you know just like messing around and then it develops and then you guys take it on tour and play it in front of some people and practice it and it develops more and then like 
you take it into the recording studio and that's when it's like finalizing right like you kind of put it in all the things all the pieces lock into place when you really should go into the studio like ready to rock with the song like knowing the parts knowing your parts um having played it you know a, a lot of times so that you're really confident with it sometimes we're in the studio and it's not like that where you know there's more of a creative element to it that sometimes bothers engineers and producers because you know they're wanting the artist to know what they what they want and like be pretty clear about it but there's some really cool producers and engineers that you can work with that are part of that creative process and they they add all kinds of of things like the song bad habits had probably like a hundred different uh like it was like a hundred different songs and then we brought that to the studio and it was like seven or eight minutes long and we didn't know what to do with it and working with Glenn, like he was like, this is what you just should do. Boom, 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 boom. Like shorten this part. This part should be like this. This is how it should start. And like create it into, I think like a masterpiece. Um, but like, we couldn't do that on our own. We were just stuck with it. We didn't know how to, we were like, how do we make this song like the way it should be? And sometimes you just need someone with fresh ideas. That's not in the band at all to just tell you like, this is what I think. And then, trusting that that person has your best interests in mind and not being stubborn or um you know too cocky about what you what you think it should be but like letting other people tell you sometimes like i think that you should do this with your drum part or i think we should do this you know and it, that's just like a really cool I, i've always wanted to be like a, a sound engineer or like a producer because you really get to help shape these songs and and like there are amazing producers out there that just like have some kind of, they have a gift and they can make a song into like super hit, you know, like amazing, amazing hit. And that's not all the artists. It's definitely not, you can't get all, give all the credit to credit to the artists. You got to give credit to all the people that work with that song. Like almost, this seems like, like endlessly. Nice. Yeah. It's like it, I mean, the more people are involved, well, you guys have like six and seven people in the band right now. Yeah. Um, kind of shifting, but like, it's all such a collaboration from the beginning to the end and you throw in the sound engineers and, and the producer. And it's like, there's a lot of hands that are helping sculpt it. Yeah. It's a pretty incredible experience. And, um, you know, I think you've been able to see like a lot of the, like, you know, you, you're a fan first, you know, so you like, you love music, but like, you've been able to see like how it all sort of works from the inside out, um, which is a pretty cool perspective, I bet, you know, because most people, most people that I know, my family and friends, you know, they appreciate the music and they come to the shows um, and that's just like incredible to see them there, but to, to know just how it all works, um, it's a pretty hefty and complicated machine. Um, that has to be running, running well to make it work, you know, and that, that includes having really solid relationships and positive interactions with each other. And like, um, really thinking of yourself as a professional, I think was maybe the hardest thing for us as a band coming in. How do you think, 
How, did, was there like a, a a major shifting point for that, or was it like a long evolution of just like different steps that got you there to that mindset? I think it's been an evolution. I mean, I think some people, um, they know right away that they're they're a professional musician, and um, you know that's their they they know for sure. For for me, it was more like I was always sort of wondering like is this a professional band or are we like are we at the level that these other musicians are like even other bands in town or other bands that we've played with like always wondering like where are we on that level and um you know i mean it's happened it happened years ago but like definitely realizing like man this is something that it is professional and it is like um we can stand with many, many, many bands. And I think even national, national acts that are, you know, touring the world. Like, I think that we could stand toe to toe with a lot of those bands, um, as far as the professionalism and the, the talent and the song structures and all of that stuff. And I think, you know, I think we can go toe to toe with anyone, but, um, there definitely is quite a bit of admiration in this in this world of music and i think in art in general there's has to be admiration and there has to be a level of respect for all the people that have done it before you all the people that are doing it at the same time as you and all the people that will continue to do it when you're not going to do it so i think there has to be always an admiration for the art um and you can't i don't think that it's going to be good for you to be um thinking that you're better than anyone else or thinking that you're, you're somewhat of a guru or something like that. I think you need to stay humble. Yeah. And that's one thing that I've really appreciated about you guys as a band in all sorts of different ways is the like humility and, and respect towards other people, um, including each other in the band and yourselves. Like, um, like, I don't really see you guys get, like, stage fright at the big shows. And then, like, even, like, the smallest show you guys do, you're still, like, respectful to people. Even down to the, the level of, like, where you guys stay on tour. Other, you know, the, the common conception about rock bands staying places is, like, you just trash everywhere you go. Whereas you guys are the opposite. Like, on the way out in the morning, like, the everything gets cleaned like top to bottom. You guys are like, you know, just so respectful to all the people that put you up and, and then like all the sound techs that do that set you guys up for shows. And uh, okay. it's yeah. really cool. Well, you know, I think at our Denver show, um, Matt's wife was talking to me about how incredible the band is and how like she was even like hand motioning that we were like all above we were like above everybody. We were just like this amazing band and everybody looks up to us. And I was like, well, I think you're seeing it little. I, I just told her the way that I saw it was that like, we're all there together in this experience. And without everybody in the crowd, like we wouldn't want to play on the stage and there wouldn't be no point for us to play on that stage if there, there was nobody there. Um, and so there's, a mutual appreciation going on when we're playing a show like um you know it's humbling and it's beautiful when we're like in the song and we're just nailing it and we can just, you can you can feel it from the from the people in the crowd like 
they're really attaching themselves to to this piece of art that you've made um and they're it's not just like they like the beat or they they're they're connecting to the song in a in a very profound way um and that's a humbling experience especially talking to people after the shows they're so grateful and they're so um excited to to meet you and talk to you in person and and you're you're like also like in a in a place of like admiration like how did this even happen like we're all in this together and um it's really cool talking to people about just like they you know a lot of people that we've played for like really have had impactful experiences at our shows that like bring out a lot of you know feelings and emotions that's that's pretty pretty special i think oh yeah i've definitely had a lot of just like moving experiences and like life shaping experiences on those tours with you guys like certain moments of certain songs when they're performed on a certain tour like just really stand out as like a defining moment in my life where i had like an epiphany or an idea or like it, something come through um what do you think what would you say are some of the main purposes of why you guys make music um good question i think that in the i think that it's it's all it's all about the, you know how it makes how it makes us feel i think um it makes me feel like there's there's so much possibility um in the world and it it, it doesn't it, it just like Oh, this is hard to explain. The purpose of it, I think, is to connect us together as people and and connect with ourselves. Um, but that's like the generic thing. I mean, I think um, I don't think we do it for any other reason other than it brings so much joy to our lives. And I think um, you know, it, it, we've you know been transforming and people getting older and all these things. But like one thing has stayed true is that like we're all, we're still all in this, you know, very much in this, maybe in a, in a more of a, I don't know, a, a different way than we were before when we were younger, but still just as committed to it as we ever were. Um, just, just a, it's hard. It's a hard thing to say goodbye to. I think um, as you get older, I think, you know, there are, there are other things that we want in this life, you know, um, it does consume like quite a bit of your world sometimes. Um, and you gotta be careful with that, I think, because other people around you, people that love you, um, they want other things too, and they want you to be part of those things. And so it's hard to balance the, it's hard to balance the band sometimes when things, when you feel like that's all you wanna do is play in a band. Um, there's all kinds of other things in life that bring joy to bring joy as well. So you just have to, find a balance between all those things i think that's what i think that's what we're all trying to do is find a balance yeah and you guys have had ups and downs you know like any band or artist or creative person there's been ebbs and flows um but what it what it seems like from my perspective is that deep down you are all musicians and you love it and you love working together and like even through 
you know, the, the rougher times that you guys have had, you still like, there's still that, and you can always come back to that. That's um, the thing is you can always come back to it. You can always like reflect. Um, I think it's important to reflect um, and think, and just like some, sometimes I just think about like all the times that we've had together and all these things. And it, it's, it, it's pretty incredible. I think life, life, life. List, list a couple highlights. What's that? List a couple highlights that you guys have had. Oh man, we, um, we've traveled all around Alaska. I mean, it's always a different highlight, but there's a couple of those times when, um, you just feel like on tour. So I'll just talk about tour for two seconds. Like when you're on tour and all you have to do is play music and hang out with people. Um, I don't think there's any more freedom in the world than that. Um, just on the road, you're, you're, you don't really have to be anywhere sometimes you're just there in the moment and you don't have to think about all these pressures from the world you just like all you have to think about is i'm going to play a show tonight um and i'm going to do the thing that i love that i love to do with the people that i love the most and you know that's like that's freedom i think as far as i'm concerned just being that's a highlight, just being on tour and being in a place mm -hmm. where, you know, you're not really struggling that much. I think being on a tour can be pretty grueling. Um, it can be, it can, it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for, you gotta be, you gotta be pretty strong to be on tour because um, the way that we do it, at least, you know, we're pretty nonstop and we like to have a good time. <laughs> and, you know, we still need to perform like with our a game and i think it's pretty incredible some of these experiences where you know steph drinks a bottle of tequila at 5 p.m we're not playing till 11 p.m um <laughs> people are people are taking are drinking mushroom soup and drinking and you know it's five minutes before the show um brian can't even speak liz is, liz and steph are lying on the floor um it's just like this chaos going on and you're like, Oh my God, all these people are here to see us perform and we can't even function as adults. Like we can't even stand up. We can't even stand up. And <laughs> five minutes later we're playing a song and we're fucking nailing it. And it's like this insane situation where people are people risen, like risen up from the, from the ground and just like, ripping it on stage and i don't even know how that's possible sometimes with us like and i think with a lot of artists like man you just have such a good time and you perform but it's like you your your body is feeding off something that's giving you the the energy and the, the wherewithal to to play you know um it's pretty it's pretty crazy so a highlight definitely is being on tour in general not all tours are the same and some tours are better than others um we went to ecuador together and um, that was a pretty incredible experience too. Um, definitely, um, we didn't think we would leave Ecuador in such a, uh, in a, in more of a downtrodden place as a group. And that's what I think we were surprised with is how it tore, it like tore it up, like it tore us up. Um, like we, we did not, I don't think we managed that, that very well, that whole trip. Um, we partied too much, a few of us. Um, we weren't on the same schedule. It was just, it just didn't, and we all ran out of money. It was just kind of, it was a stressful time.
but I'm glad we did it. And a lot of it was really awesome. And you created all the content for this new album there. Yeah, we created most of the content for the new album there. Um, I Which was your intention going down there? Yeah, our intention was to go down there and do that. And I think like, you know, it's easy for, it's easy to look at like what went wrong. And I think that's just like what human beings do in general. Like you think about stuff and you think about how this could have been better. This could have been better, but it's true. To, we did do a lot of music down there and we did make a lot of music and we did, we made the foundations for a lot of these songs that are on the album that we, we love, that we love so much. I mean, I remember one day we were practicing respect the dead and, um, we were doing it for like three hours or something. And I walked down the stairs and, and Mickey is all mad at me or something about like, we weren't practicing. And I was like, dude, we've been practicing the song for like three hours and, and now it's on the album. And we, we didn't know then that that was going to be a song that, that we love so much that was on the album. But um, at the time in Ecuador, it seemed like it's, it, it sort of seemed like we were wasting time, but in retrospect, we were like working on one of our favorite songs in the world. <laughs> you know, at that time and you know there was some really cool experiences where we just like jammed out super late night um and made music that has never been recorded and that will never play again i mean that's the cool thing about sometimes when you jam is that you're not recording it you're in the moment and you may may never know how to play that whatever you played ever again you you probably won't don't even remember what you played but in that time, in that moment, you played something that was pretty spectacular and that you think back, you're like, man, we should have recorded that. But you don't. And it's just gone and gone and lost in memory. <laughs> so those are some those are some pretty for me, like some really cool memories of just like playing music and um, writing these songs that ended up on this new album. And that one's like five years ago. Yeah, and uh, just want to say, for the record, I've been on tour with you guys a bunch of times, and um, it's not always a total shit show. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, most of the time, it's not. I would say that what you're describing is like, you know, on those long tours where it's like, you know, we a week into it, whatever. And uh, yeah, that's, I mean, those things do happen, but it's not always like that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, we we, we keep it together. Um, yeah. yeah. We you, take you care got- of our... And the cool thing is that, you know, like we've never gotten a paycheck in nine years, um, any, any of us. But when I think about all the delicious meals that we made and all the, you know, we bought food and we bought, you know, we always bought everything we wanted. We could have anything we want. Like, um, you know, if you want to. What do you mean you've never gotten a paycheck? I mean, you guys get paid for shows. But individually, we don't get paychecks. Oh, Okay. You know, we don't write we don't write checks out to people i mean it's all relative i think because when you think about it like there was one year that in my life i made thirteen thousand dollars in this year but i went to alaska twice california ecuador and peru all in the same year and i made thirteen thousand dollars it's like you think about how that's even possible well the band paid for almost all of it you know yeah so i lived a whole year um, went to all these incredible places um, and the band paid for my year of traveling and playing music and eating and drinking like all of it was basically paid for by wasteland hop llc <laughs> <laughs> i 
so if you think about you know we've been we've been in airplanes on rafting trips um, we would play a show in hope and archie um was a raft guide at um uh what is it called six 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 creek canyon or something but this incredible rafting trip it's like hey i have the day off tomorrow do you guys want to go rafting so we went on a rafting trip with archie on his day off and didn't pay anything for it gave him a really big tip but um things like that that just don't happen to normal on normal everyday life like you don't just show up at a place and the guy wants to take you on a rafting trip on his day off like that's just some special stuff like going on that river trip or like you know the other things besides the music that you that you get to experience on tour um those are some of my favorite memories it's like not even has has like nothing to do with music <laughs> yeah but it's it's cool because like music's the central thing that creates this situation like being on tour with you guys is sort of like watching this beautiful being part of this beautiful chaotic circus sort of thing and like you roll into town and everybody's pumped and it like creates this buzz and then there's the pre-show and then there's the show and then there's afterwards and everybody's having a great time and everyone's loosened up and then um and then yeah things like the rafting trip happen and it's like it's all it's sort of like other dimensional almost like it's not in the dimension of normal like money and capitalism and whatnot it's like it's almost like a throwback to a different time where things are bartered and people like you guys get taken care of so well by everybody oh man everywhere definitely i mean oh my god for sure people people that have taken care of us like the mayors um, you know having that cabin and like there's no way we would be able to do this without without the support of people like the mayors or you know people like um that we've been that we stayed with even when we did it before like couch surfers or you know stay at someone's house um like people have made us food and and you know just are super appreciative and i think we give back i think we give back in ways that i think show that appreciation i hope that people i hope that we give back because i think sometimes artists don't give back um enough and they sort of take 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 and they take it all in and then um sort of leave people hanging but i i'd like to think that we um give back to to our fans and to the people that see our shows um in a in a in a, in a nice in a genuine way not in a way that's rushed or, or forced you know yeah and i mean i I feel like your contribution as a band is exactly what we want it to be as fans, which is music that is thoughtful and deep. Um, you are all just like very deep, wise people. And like, I love listening to lyrics. I've listened to your guys' albums so many times and like so many times. And I'm always finding like hearing new lyrics that stand out at a certain time to me in a certain way. And like, yeah your, your music has this special like sweetness and like tenderness while also being strong and well composed and beautiful and like all of your additions are a really nice mix of things and like really that's like all we all want from you guys is that and it's it's such a nice like relationship between the listeners and the fans and then you guys as the band that's so that's so nice to hear thanks for 
I mean, thanks for listening to all that. I mean, that's the thing is like, that's all we want from you guys is to listen. Like, you know, we're just like, you know, for people like that know us really well, like you, like, you know, you love listening and, you know, we've, we've developed the relationship with you is with our music. Um, and when there's new people with our music, all I'm thinking is like, you, you will like this, <laughs> you know, just give this a chance and give it a listen. And it's not like, I think our music with those lyrics and everything, like it's really something where from the, if you listen to a song once, you know, you might say to yourself, like, I really like that song, but if you give it more time, um, you can really see the beauty in it. And when you're, when we're playing live, there's so many times where like it's a party and everyone's talking and they're talking while you're playing, which is like, it's not a big deal or anything. It's totally fine. But when people are actually like really intently listening, I think they have a really profound experience at our shows. And I think that has to do with the depth of the lyrics and the feelings that like, you know, the music behind the lyrics, um, it's just like this co combination of things that that is really, really beautiful. And I love playing these songs and they mean something to me too. And um, I love hearing, I love watching Steph sing like some of these parts, like she's such a good performer and she's such a, an energy. She's, a, she's like the life force on that stage. Um, and people, people, notice it and i think it's phenomenal to watch that happen and the lyrics are so um they just grab you by your they grab you by your soul and the way she performs like i think i want to watch this perform sometimes like can i just be in the audience like watching this <laughs> totally like, yeah I mean, there's there's so many elements to what you guys do that i feel like isolate these certain parts like like Steph singing certain spots or like Liz on the violin, Mickey on the, like on the lyrics where it will slow down and then the spotlight will hit. There's like all these really cool, um, different individual scenes that happen. And like every, everyone, everyone in the band gets the shots. And, um, I got a question. It's, uh, what do you think? Like, is there something, is there like a next horizon for you for the band like what you would like to see out of the band still like is there something that you want to like one more like something more that you want to extract in the process or anything like that yeah i mean we're i'm constantly thinking about stuff like that like what 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 do i want to do next because it's kind of an it's an interesting situation we're in because we just made this album had two album release shows but then sort of the momentum that we build where does it go now? Like, what do we do with it now? And that's what I've been thinking about is like, okay, we're not in the tr traditional sense where we can still promote the album by playing shows and touring. We're not gonna be able to do that right now. Um, we're not gonna be able to do what most people do with new albums is play more shows and, and try to set up a tour um, to keep promoting the album, try to contact more radio stations, do more things, all the things that like, bands do with their new albums um we're and that's because you guys are in different geographic locations like half most of you are in fort collins colorado mickey's up in alaska liz is in new mexico yeah and that's part of it and the other part of it is just like life um living life and having to 
go to go to your job. I mean, everybody has to go to work. And that's the thing is like, you know, it would be really cool to be able to make enough money somehow in some way and be able to just do music. But rea the reality of it is that there's other huge, ginormous responsibilities for us outside of this band, um, whether it be our relationships or our jobs, things that we need to survive. Um, and if we, if we didn't, if we disregarded those aspects of our life, like things wouldn't, it wouldn't work. You know, we'd be homeless or we'd be, uh, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be fun. And so the, the music is like the reward for all the other things that we have to do in life to survive, I think. Um, basically, that's, that's the, that's what I think. Um, hold on, I'm just going to close the door. So I'm, I'm very confident that um, the music is a breath of fresh air and it helps to really like conquer life's, uh, what life throws at you. Um, and I think that's what, that's what I feel about just the future is like, how do I keep that alive and also balance all the rest of the parts of life that are just as important, if not more important than playing in the band. So that's the constant sort of dilemma or conflict that, that we have as a group is like, what next? What do we do now? Um, but I think we, I think we're just going to continue to do the things that we do really well. And then maybe spread, you know, try to expand on those things. I don't know. What are some, what are some ideas that you have? <laughs> um, I mean, from my perspective, I feel like it's great that it's this day and age because you can communicate over email and, you know, like you guys could, most of the band band is in the Fort Collins Boulder area. So you guys can get together and play music. And then like Liz is the violin. She's like a specialty um, element to the music. And then Mickey is the MC and he's, you guys can kind of like isolate like, okay, this part of the song is going to be for him, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, really you can, you can get together with the members that are close and practice and create new music yeah, um, exactly. in the other parts. So, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. And like, you guys, you just like, you won't quit, you know, like you, there's <laughs> a fire inside of you guys, a creative fire that wants to keep going and it, it keeps pushing through all these challenges, these ups and downs, um you know and so like i just feel like it, it's it's not going to go out and it's especially like as you guys can keep on cultivating it um there's no reason for it to stop and you know it, it'll have to change forms like art always changes form according to the medium and the style that you do it in and whatever but it's still this like creative force that is flowing through you guys and everybody like you and the band love it Everybody who listens and follows loves it. So it's like, why quit? You know, like, why not just keep on, keep on doing your thing? Yeah. No, that's what we're going to do. And we definitely have, like, I would say there's, like, five songs, at least, maybe more, that are little babies that can, there's tons of potential. So, yeah, I, I think part of the plan is 
just to keep making music and see what sticks and see what we really like and make another album, you know, try to make another album um, and try to play shows together um, and travel as much as we can. Um, you know, there's definitely ideas of, should we go to New Zealand? Should we try to do a European tour? Those are really big and hefty ideas that aren't necessarily um, like out of the question, but definitely like way bigger, more complicated things. Um, the things that we do now, like going up to the music camp with the kids and touring Alaska, those are things that like don't, they still require quite a bit of effort, but reaching farther than that, you know, that's definitely more of a bigger conversation. Um, some people want to do like a, like a, um, where we all live somewhere for a few months, like we did in Ecuador, but um, that makes it a little bit more complicated. But, you know, there's definitely some ideas floating around there and how, what we want to do going forward. Yeah. Well, I think it's all good. I hope for more music in the future. Definitely. Um, I want to ask you a question that's sort of like a more zoomed out perspective of it all. Like, um, What's your talk a little bit about your definition or your perspective on like what creativity is and like what what true art is in all of its forms? Yeah, um, I did this um, little lesson in class where I put all these things on the board and I told the class like none of these things require any talent. Um, and it was like being on time and being, uh, having a good attitude and uh, showing up and being um, in the present, like all kinds of stuff that I told them doesn't require any talent at all. And I think when I look at the huge picture, what creativity is or what, what people are, people are um, the potential of what people can do. I think that um, all those things that don't require any talent are the most important things. <laughs> it was just kind of funny because you we think about like, you know, you have this talent and you you need to, you know, show it to the world, but you need grit and you need good work ethic and you need a good attitude and you need to show up on time and all these things that don't require any talent. Those are the things that you need in order to be successful. And so creativity and also um, really has to do with how you're, I think, how you're feeling. I think if you're feeling good and you're feeling positive and you got things are going well for you I think you can really be creative and also on the other side of that um, when things are going really bad um, sort of crumbling all around you those are mo a lot of times when that's that type of thing sparks creativity um, you finally you get to a point where you can't take it anymore and you have to like let out all of this energy out of your out of your life and that's when a lot of really amazing songs and art is created I think so there's um, there's a lot of things that go into it but um, being able to put yourself in a vulnerable space that open for judgment, open for criticism. Um, you know, I think you have to be willing, you have to be a willing participant in that. You know, you can't expect anybody to feel any, any way about your art, to love it or hate it. You know, you have to take it all in and, and take on all the perspectives and not, not get hurt by, by it, I guess, you know, like you can't get, can't take things personal when it comes to creativity and art, you know, because everybody has an opinion. Not everybody loves my band. I can tell you that for sure. Um, 
and I don't, it doesn't, it's good. I'm glad because it, it, it that makes it real. You, it's not reality if you expect everybody to love you or everybody to love your art or everybody to love your music. You can't expect that, you know? And I don't expect that for myself either. I don't expect myself to see every show and love everything that I see, um, you know? So you just have to be open for criticism, I think, to be creative, you know? Put, yeah. yourself, put yourself out there and be vulnerable and 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 not worry about what people think um you know people always say like oh i'm not a good i can't draw or students will say i can't do that i can't do that you know that's it's all based on we're all it's fear because we don't know we don't know if we're gonna do well you know and right maybe we're, not, maybe we're gonna do really bad maybe we're gonna fail completely at something you know and i think to be creative you have to be willing to fail all the time right yeah yeah you might, uh, you might you might you know you might slip up and not make your best art or not play your best show or whatever and you have to be willing to accept that right yeah absolutely yeah like uh at one point you gave me a nice solid critique on the paintings that I was doing on, on like some of the paintings that happened. And I know it was really hard for you to, to tell me what you thought, but it was actually like one of the pieces of advice that has like stuck with me throughout time and is like a constant reminder to like always be giving my all and like being a hundred percent in it. Um, right. Cause in the past I would like, I don't know. I, maybe I was being too full of myself in the moment and I was like sort of painting through my ego rather than painting from a space of like humble creativity. Right. And, uh, and like we as creatives around each other by like giving each other honest, like straightforward critique, we can really help each other work through those. Like, yeah, I remember having um, like Mickey at one point was was wondering about what I was playing, and it, he was he had an idea in his in his mind about um, like what he wanted me to play, and I remember being a, you know a little bit defensive about it and just confused about it too because I just you know I didn't know exactly what he wanted, but I did know what he wanted, and the type of stuff that I'm trying to play now is like definitely more of a more on the hip hop beat sort of realm. But this, a lot of stuff that I've played before is more of the rock and roll realm. And that's where my sort of roots are based in rock and roll, the way that I play. And the hip hop beats, even though they there's more space in them, they're, they're really complicated. And you really have to train your, especially my, my kick drum foot, you know, the, you really have to train that foot to do things that it can't, doesn't, doesn't want to do which is kind of funny because, you know, there are limitations to anybody in their art. I, I you know, you're not going to be, I'm not going to be Danny Carey when I play the drums. Let's just be honest. He's, he's one of my drum heroes, but you know, I don't have to be Danny Carey, but at the same time, like to do things differently, maybe try some new hip hop beats. Um, you really have to put in the effort. And I, I got, finally got what, what Mickey was saying and I also got in with Mickey a few times and I told him that I maybe thought his I didn't really like I wasn't feeling his rapping and I wasn't you know I wasn't feeling the energy from it whatever way that I said it but like just to go those 
those directions and have those hard conversations, um, you know, it's really important to have those conversations with each other, you know, and to be, be our, be critics of each other in a, in a loving and supportive way, but also in a way that like you communicate to one another. I mean, there's many times when we didn't communicate, especially like Mickey and I, or Liz and I, um, there's definitely one summer tour, where I, I got in a fight with like everybody that's that tour. Um, but those kinds of things I think just need to happen sometimes. And it's not always a fight. It's sometimes most of the time, just a conversation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some, I, I think that's important for us to do that for each other, you know, and I guess hold each other accountable as artists, you know, like don't lose sight of why we're doing this, you know, and, and what kind of effort that we're putting forth with it. Sometimes it's, it's kind of easy to just kind of do it lackadaisical or not really like try that hard. You could still play something or, or, or paint something that's pretty good. Right. And you don't really like, you're like, ah, sort of met with it. Right. But when you're doing it for people, um, you really, I think it's important as a creative, as an artist to really put your best, your best effort forward because the people that are there deserve your best effort. That's, that's why they're there. That's why they want you to play. That's why they want you to paint, whatever the case is. So you should, yeah, you should put in 110%, you know? And yep. If you don't, I think you're doing a disservice to your, to your, to your people, right? If you're, do, if you're not doing that. Yeah. And you're really doing a disservice to like everything. And it's just like wasting, it's a waste of the moment. And the opportunity, you know, right then and there, me on a canvas, you in front of a, a crowd or, or whatever. It's like every moment is an opportunity for some sort of creativity or beauty or something. And like um, the, you know, no one will ever be perfect. We will never be perfect. We're human. And we wouldn't want to be perfect because then we would lose that element. But, um, but it's like the striving for perfection which is uh, like that's where the beauty lies like yeah. the striving and and that drive is like it's so beautiful you know and in all its forms and, and like whether you know athletics music like every everything if you look at like the people that we all love it's like what we love about them is that like striving that vision that integrity that intention it's like that, that's the energy that we all, that like runs through everything that we all connect with. Exactly. And that makes it, it, it makes it really hard like to think about not doing it, you know, like, you know, not being in, not being in this band is not being wasteland home, definite like reality for the future, but the, you know, but the drive to keep playing music or, doing music on your own, doing it in a different way. Like there's always going to have to be that thing in my life where I'm always going to have to be playing music some, somehow, some way. Um, and, you know, being with this band, it makes it, it makes me want to do it more and more and more. Um, and I think it's pretty special. It feels, you know, it feels like a very, very amazing, incredible group of people that I never, you know, I'm 37 and when I was 25, I didn't even, I couldn't even imagine my life being like this, you know, 12 years later. Um, and that's the really cool thing about 
about life and if you are open to opportunities and you're open to possibilities things can really things can happen really incredible things can happen but you know and they don't always last for nine years maybe they only last for a few a few years or less than that you know but those are still incredible things that you can keep and take with you forever and i think looking back on life as in wasteland hop when i'm an old man i'm going to be like just looking back with a big smile on my face it's like man that was awesome that was a badass time in my life where did some cool cool shit that will never die <laughs> you know 100 years from now someone could be listening to a wasteland hop song and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like dust in the ground, you know, but, you know, someone could have your, you know, have your artwork up for after the humans are gone, your art is probably going to be up in someone's house, just like sitting there. <laughs> and like, no one's going to see it, but it's still there, you know, <laughs> that, that feels like it's like never die, like you never die, you know, like, right. You know, we'll always listen to the Beatles until the human beings are no longer in existence. You know, people right. always listen to the Beatles. It's such a timeless thing that will never get old, it seems like. You know, there's there's music. That's what I love about music is that, man, I can listen to the same song every week and it will never get old. I don't know. That's just amazing to me. <laughs> you know? And then... Yeah my biggest struggle is like, I need to listen to some new music. <laughs> like I, I'm constantly challenging myself. Like what's some new music out there? Like, what can I listen to that's new? Um, you know, I'm not stuck in all my, all the songs that, I mean, all the music that I love, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot there, but I want to like listen to some new music too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a huge universe. An ever-expanding universe of music out there. Just like art. It's like every single day there's more. And I hope that you and you and I and in whatever way can always do art together. Um, whether hopefully with Wasteland Hop, but if not with Wasteland Hop, with whatever whatever else there is, I hope we can always do art together and our and 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 you know, collaborate, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, no question. Um so now, uh, why don't you, why don't you tell everybody where they can find and follow Wasteland Hop? Yeah. And, uh, if there's any sort of shout out you want to say, go for it. Shout out to my, shout out to my homies and the band and my family and my girlfriend Katie. And you can find Wasteland Hop on the interwebs and on Spotify. We have three of our albums on Spotify. One of our albums was DIY and I don't know why it's not on there because it's still pretty sweet. So we also have a, a web page or a website wastelandhop.com where you can see sort of archival stuff, some photos and videos uh, and music on there. And then I think Apple Music, iTunes, YouTube, we have a bunch of videos and stuff on YouTube and uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram and stuff. Like, we we love to stay stay connected, and we just you know want to find new ways of of doing that. And if you have any videos or, or stuff that you've recorded that's really sweet, send that stuff to us too, so we can give you some props. And um, sometimes it's funny. I just want to see what it looks like with us playing on stage. And sometimes it's pretty funny to 
it's it's fun to watch yourself playing because you're always like criticizing you're like how did it sound but it's it's always kind of cool so, oh yeah yeah let's stay connected great man sounds good and um yeah i i'm just i just want to acknowledge you adam for just this like creative life that sort of blossomed and uh you've you've just like handled it really nicely and it's really cool to see who you've become in the band you know you like with mickey moving and getting a job teaching kids up in the north of alaska he's sort of um stepped back as the band like manager role and stepped up in that faculty a lot and uh yeah it's it's just been really cool to see your your growth as, as a band member Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have taken on the more of the a leadership role. Um, and I, and I, I, it's really fun actually. And it, and it, you know, you're trying to manage like six other people in a, in as far as like, let's do some cool shit. Um, and it's a lot, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot going on with it. You can't just, it, it is a lot of work. It is a ton of work. And I have a lot of respect for Mickey for all those in the, in the beginning and all those years of, setting up tours and doing that because i did that this past summer for last couple times and um it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to get a show together and to figure out what's the payment and what's what are the what are the terms and all that stuff and bartering and and going back and forth and what are you worth you know like you have to really like think about like what are we worth when we play a show and um, what can i ask for and you know i'm not being too I don't have to be modest about it. I could just say, yo, this is what we, this is what our offer is. I don't know. It's just kind of like a fun little experiment to be sort of managing and also playing in a band, but not like in a manager role, just more of a, taking more of a leadership role. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think it just, in every, in any band, I think it just requires some, some, someone or a couple of people really need to do that um, or else it just kind of shrivels away, you know? Yeah someone's not going to do it for us we're not at we're not at a point where someone's going to do it for us there are bands that have people that do that stuff for them um which would be nice at some point but you know it's good to be diy work work on things do things yourself and make shit happen and that's that's what we just did with the washington show and the lost lake is like we made it happen i'm really proud of us um for making that happen um, that Washington show was a pretty big show for us. And I think even though the capacity wasn't there in the place, it felt, it felt full. The room felt full. I don't know. what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It was, the whole place had a good energy to it. Um, yeah, I guess it could have been more packed, but all things considered it. I mean, I think everybody had a great time and it felt good. Yeah, definitely. So those are things that I sort of, want to work on like i see like a like a band like selling out a place like sold out they always say sold out I'm like man we've sold out one show i think at, at the sits mark for new year's eve one time but like to sell out shows like anywhere you go you just it's so, sold out like ani defranco is playing at washington's in february and it's sold out in like a day like that's incredible that's so cool i'm like man to be at to be at that level where like you know people just hear of your name coming and they're like boom i'm getting a ticket right away that's like that's that would be really cool to get to a point like that where things like that could happen 
where, you know, we can play a Denver show and it's sold out or something like that at Fort Collins and, you know, and then, and then outward from there, but um, it, that would be cool. That's something. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm definitely biased and I love you guys and your music, but I, I feel that you have the potential to make that happen. Um, and that you've been so close, like you guys really were like scratching the surface of like some really higher level stuff at different times. And, uh, I mean, you, you're just getting better and better as a band, uh, like working together. I feel this, this recent album was just so well done. Like every song was beautifully crafted and put together and sounds great and has different elements, highs and lows. And like, I feel like artistically you guys have matured. And so like, that's what I really want to want to see out of you guys is like, just keep going because who knows, like you might be like, I feel like Wasteland Hop could be the message and like the energy that the world is kind of feeling in these like days and times. And you guys are really thoughtful and philosophical and like connected to the state of the world and like what nature is going through and, and like sort of personifying that. Um, yeah, I think it's possible. I think it's still possible for you guys to become that band that sells out places around the country. Well, that would be awesome. And that that's definitely like, um, it's not, it's not a far off reality. It just, it's gonna, we're gonna have to work really hard for that. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we'll, we'll do our best and, you know, we'll give each other grace, some grace, you know, like, I think that, you know, life is hard sometimes a lot, a lot of the times I think it, it really is. And I think we need to, as human beings in general, need to give each other some grace sometimes just like allow something to happen. Like not like you're that that's not your way or the way you should, you want it to happen or something like we need to just take a step back sometimes, give people grace give our, our coworkers, our parents, our, you know, loved ones, our friends, like just give, give each other a little bit of grace sometimes. And I think um, good things will happen, you know, but you just got to keep, keep your eye on the prize. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I feel like we could talk for a lot more time, but uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's close this first episode of the art and life podcast here um adam thanks for coming on man thanks taylor that was nice that was a nice conversation i appreciate that yeah brother well uh yeah keep on doing what you keep on doing what you're doing yeah thanks you too and everybody else out there also yes definitely talk to you soon brother all right bye So again, that was Adam Fallick with Wasteland Hop. You can find them on social media, online, everywhere at Wasteland Hop. Um, listen to their music, reach out, give them a critique, tell them what you think. Um, yeah, I had a great time with this interview. This is just the beginning of this podcast, and I'm looking forward to many more episodes with lots of different creatives and uh, artists of all kinds. So... Thanks for, thanks for being here. And again, Plato said, Music gives a soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and life to everything. So take this into your day and your week. 
and get out there and do something creative. <laughs>